Yeah, context. Okay. Okay, well, I got context for the first blank. And then the other ones were, uh, yeah, the commandment, and then it was on... Yeah, okay. And then the A and B of the three, third section. Okay. Okay. And B, the rest of... I think people need to pay better attention, don't you? <laughs> or sit by Linda, because whenever I miss a blank, she's got it, and so I just ask her. And Anyway, I really do have a question. The title, Spirit-Filled Obedient Children, and this is actually a question someone asked me. Does this mean we're assuming our children are believers? Right. Um, 
so to the letter is addressed to the Spirit. And so I would simply say, we, I mean, we call it all our gifts of blessing. We call all our yes. gifts Yes. Yeah. My claim is not so much. It's right. as far as I'm able to evaluate your current reaction, right? Um, so I would have no reason to think my claim is not suited by the Holy Spirit. I don't have no reason to think that I'm burdened by you being burdened by me. I have no, no other way of observing that. So that's that's a fair question. Totally fair question. But I think that's what again chapter six is in chapter one. The more you talk to people who are Yeah, and actually it wasn't my question, but um, someone asked it to me, and then the verse, the verses I thought about in the situation was like, in my own life, I know the Holy Spirit was working on me a long time before I knew I was saved. So there's that going on, too. And then I uh, thought of the verse in Genesis 1, 2b. Maybe you don't think this relates at all, but I thought of it. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters, and creation was about to happen. And doesn't God, by the Holy Spirit, do that in our lives? There's a creation about to happen in us, be it a vessel for honor or dishonor. I drive circles between the Spirit and the external nature of creation. Yes. Right. The spirit can so affect something like anything that is not his own person. Yes. Well, and the, and the other big reality, if I don't answer those two big realities, guess what every kid, so to say, is engaging in the bar of the show? The same way that every kid says they would say they're in Santa Claus, right? Uh huh.
Yes. Thank you. This question is actually from Don, and he um, he was posing this, but he's he's not here. They had to leave. Uh, how do you? Yeah. How do you? <laughs> right. <clears throat> how do you rectify? Uh, the parable of the two sons in Matthew 21 uh, with your uh, point on delayed obedience is disobedience. Certainly, that's his main point, the main parable that we're talking about. 
Yeah, I'm in a Bible study, and we've been studying. It's an excellent book called The Faithful Parent is what we're working with. And uh, it's talking about toddlers. And I really got convicted of this about toddlers and just small children, that I'm telling them to do something. They're not doing it the first time, and I'm haranguing them and saying, you better get over there. Come on, I mean it, and blah, blah. And it just realized that now that if that's not because God doesn't do that he doesn't harangue us he tells you and do it or don't do it it's up to you but so it's something that's really kind of lit a fire under me that I have to not be lazy and I have to get up and go chase the little booger down and paddle them if they need it so if they need it when they need it (laughs) so yeah So combining today's message with several weeks ago when you were covering the relationship of husbands with wives, looking at your definition of obey to do what one is told to carry out someone's orders, could you talk through the difference, if there even are that many, between obedience and submission and in some regard where a wife really is obeying her husband?
Would you say submission is harder or higher because it involves the cheerful aligning yourself with the will, whereas our children, yes, they need to obey with a happy heart, but I don't, they don't need to, they're not embracing my vision for their life, are they? I mean, they're just doing what I say. No, I was just thinking how some of the caricature of submission is the idea of the child bride who is like, shall I do this, honey? Shall I do that, honey? Shall I do that? Which would be appropriate in a five-year-old obeying, but not appropriate in a wife who is her husband's helper. That was what I was thinking.
Remember, I still have the mic. <laughs> I was on the phone with your other friend. I couldn't get off. And so I was distracted. So I forgot the plan. And they look and I said, no, I want some water. And no, I wanted water. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, no, I want some water. And Wilma about cheered. She was so excited. All right, so at some point in, I don't know, my lifetime, uh, and this is kind of going back to Serena's comment and submission and wives, we covered this a few weeks ago, but I just wanted to ask you. Um, in verse 26 of Ephesians 5, you know, Christ loved the church, gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water with words, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor. At some point in my Christian walk, I had a pastor, campus minister, somebody um, give the impression to me that someday, not only am I going to give an account for my own actions, but also this lady sitting next to me. Okay. Can you go into that a little bit just to clarify? What's that?
It's not Taylor This has nothing to do with him, no. Um, no, okay, so if you are a child with unbelieving parents, what does the obedience, look? obviously you're going to be a little older probably, but what does the, it look like to obey your parents who aren't?